Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell up there for um, notifications of new videos. Comment down below and, of course, upvote the video itself. I'm here with Tim Thomas. Um, Ole Miss had a huge win over South Carolina in the SEC tournament. We are recording this before they play Tennessee, so we can't talk about that. But I'm going to be honest. This team in the past two weeks, like we expected, started playing loose, kind of start, started hitting shots. Amari Abram absolutely went off. Jamin Brakefield is turned into our best player um, as far as all-around player. Miles Burns is the Jason Smith defensive stalwart that he's meant to be. And as they've loosened up, they've scored the basketball a little bit, and they've played better. This all been competitive, don't you think? Yeah, you could tell they're playing together. It was good to see. Uh, Morell didn't have his best game by far, but those guys stepped up. Like you said, Abram w- was lighting it up. You know, as you know, early in the year, uh, down at the Disney Invitational, uh, ESPN, he was lighting it up then, and, and we wondered what happened. But I think you may have brought it up. Ruffin came in, and things kind of got moved around. He got moved around. There was a lot of situations there but now I think him and Win Case had a talk and Win Case gave him the green light super green light because he was shooting from everywhere but it was good to see like you said Brakefield had a good steady game he he has defense problems in my opinion but he, he played rather well and your man uh, Miles Burns I think we had eight steals he had six of them so yeah. it's good to see and he had a couple threes he's been practicing and I was glad to see that because he he, he uh Works hard. I'm sure he practices all the time, and he was able to get a couple threes in. Well, I think we hit uh, uh, like 40% on threes, so that's good to see. Yeah, they almost shot more better on threes than they did on twos because in the lane for both teams, it just was shambolic at times, and it was nice to see them make some outside shots and pull away because if you watch South Carolina, South Carolina – Ooh, it, it was it was rough near the rim. At one point, I think they were four of twelve on layups or something like that. It, it, it was rough. They don't have a dominant inside guy either. Uh, they had a couple of guys, big guys. Uh, the great guy, he's a huge guy, but he's not a play. He's not a shooter, scorer, but he takes up space. And of course, we don't. Cuba had a miss or two inside, and McKinnis uh, is just just not proficient. On the offensive end, they're really good at blocking shots at times, and they can play defense at times. But uh, offensive-wise, we got to go to the guards, and that's what we had to do. We had we shoot the threes, we die by the three, win by the three. Last night we won. Uh, Tennessee coming up, that's going to be a different uh, story. Uh, they play hard. They play together. They lost one of their better players, Ziggler, but they seem like they're doing okay, okay with him. Uh, Vescovi, I think that's how you say his name, I'm not sure, but he, he's really good to guard. If we could stop him and stop his penetration and his dishing and his three-point shots and really uh, shore up the inside, we, we got a chance for them. Yeah, the weird thing I told people, and like I said, by the time people are watching this, this could all be over already. Um, but I said, this Ole Miss team had the ability to lose to South Carolina or make the semifinals. Because Tennessee, and then if you beat Tennessee, you get Missouri. And all of those teams Ole Miss has played well against this season. May not have beaten them, but they've played close enough to where you could see them somehow getting them in the future. So, like I said, it's fun, good for the kids. Extra basketball is always good 
and it should be interesting to see exactly what happens. Anyway, we're talking about, and I joke all the time, about the former player hotline you have, Tim. And and is there anything going out there, floating out there, that maybe the players are interested with? Like, for instance, there was a tweet that got sent out yesterday by Jozon Darby. I mean, he's a blast from the past, from the 90s, talking about the rumors as it came up with Chris Beard and how he got to meet Chris Beard. And um, he was extremely nice to him, and he was really excited about it. What's the former player's view out there? Uh, right now, it's really quiet. And, and they all know her, as we've read, and uh, a couple of guys I've played with. I played with Sean Tui, John Stroud, Elson Turner. I actually text all all three of those guys and see if they had any insight to if they'd heard anything. Uh, Sean's probably a little more closer than anybody else. But uh, they say it's real real tight and quiet, and they hadn't had any input. They, they might have called Keith about something, but it, it comes down to Keith Carter and, and Boyce, the uh, chancellor. They're the ones going to make the decision along with the lawyers and the hiring team and those that have done all the vetting because this is definitely uh, – they got to do their due diligence on this. This is really something that every people is – Everybody's concerned about it, even me. I'm concerned that, you know, things need to be checked out and need to be vetted. But uh, right now, as I said last week, he, he checks all the boxes for me. He, uh, if he is, you know, okay to, to hire. And uh, that, that's what I'm hearing. That's what you're seeing. The, the top names, social media guys, they, uh, they've they been talking that same way. The trend last night, the ball game against South Carolina, they were kind of like it was a done deal. So maybe it's just the lawyers finishing up to – buyout clauses and so forth. So that may be there. But uh, one of the guys definitely said it's going to be very soon. So I think uh, maybe, like you said, maybe by the end of the week, something may be happening. I hope it does, and I hope it's Chris Beard. Yeah, it, it seems to be getting closer. I mean, that's the thing that everybody you knows. There's only one name you hear. There's not other names that are even being mentioned at this point, to the point where if something different happens other than Chris Beard, a, Chris Car- Keith Carter would have absolutely had, held an immaculate coaching search because nobody knew a thing about it. Or B, he just got kind of caught with his pants down a little bit. I mean, those are kind of the two options if it's not Chris Beard at this point, right? Yeah, it would be a letdown, you know, for most people because it's kind of built up, built up. And like we said, all the ESPN and uh, social media guys have, have – have, said it's, it's going to be Chris Beard just finishing up very soon. So, you know, if you went to Dusty May or uh, another guy, a hundred guy at Tulane, there are a couple of names I heard. But, so it, it's possible that something happens here at the end, you know, Texas uh, Tech coach just resigned from issues. I think his name is Mark Adams. Uh, Jim Bayheim retired. I think they already got assistant taking his place. Uh, Notre Dame guy, Mark Bray, he's a, uh, is it Mark? I think it's Mark. He uh, resigned. So a lot of these older fellows, as you notice, and are getting out. It, it's a tough time these days. Uh, the NIL, a different sort of kid that we're talking about here, and it, it, it's different for these older guys. I saw where Bayheim, he'd been coaching like 47 years. That's a long time. But a lot of these guys, the older guys, are getting out, and it's a, a younger guy, a sport I'm not sure the age of uh, a beard, but I think he's well young enough to, to handle this. He's done well. He's a Bobby Knight disciple. He uh, coached there with Bobby Knight. So he's going to be uh, probably run a motion offense, and he's going to be strict on this man-to-man. Seriously, I played for Bob Welling. He was a Bobby Knight disciple. So they really hard on defense. 
So that's going to be your star, like we've talked about all year long. Kermit's big on defense, uh, and um, I think that this. But Mark, but the Beard is a really good recruiter. He somehow knows to how the he knows how to talk to these kids. He knows how to get them on the campus. He knows how to sign them. So I think we got several guys on this team that, that will stay. I'm sure a few will get in the portal. Uh, so we'll just have to see how that all turns out. Yeah, for whatever reason, I don't see this happening and being like it was at LSU. I, I don't see that happening to where 14 or 12 players out of 13 go into the portal. I do think there will be some going there, and I think the four is going to graduate. So we'll see exactly what happens. But one thing that excited me, I think it was on, I don't know if it's a Talk of Champions podcast or whatever they call that thing. Um, they had a reporter from Texas on there. I think you've heard that as well. But he mentioned how Chris Beard was a major marketer of his program. And I've been a proponent of that for weeks. I've been saying that whoever takes this over, they've got their work cut out for him. But it could be something like he just buys pizza for the first 500 students that come to the game and things like that. And I think that is going to be fantastic. And I was going to ask, you You mentioned Bob Wetlick being a Knight Disciple and him being a Knight Disciple. I was going to bring that up because there's probably a little insight into the way he coaches basketball. Maybe a softer, kinder, gentler feel in 2023. But there has to be some Bobby Knight there, right? Yeah, as you listen to that guy, Joe Keep Cook, I believe was his name. He was a UT uh, insider. He he, uh, he he said that he had his way with some some players. They, they struggled to take his temper. I don't know if you say temper or just the way he handled players. He's really strong, really strict. Uh, he wants what he wants. He, 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 I heard they called him a truth teller. He tells the truth. You, you know, if you're a player, he's going to tell you the truth. You can do this or do that or else, you know. So I, I like that. And he, he's big on effort. I've heard that too. The effort, you know, we've talked about it all year long. Early in the years, a couple of games seemed like our effort wasn't there. So I don't think that'll be a problem. I believe that he's going to play guys that will play the man-to-man defense like supposed to be played, and he's going to demand effort. And uh, if if they don't have this effort, he, he will not. They will not be playing. But a couple other things, you know, like Malik Ewing, uh, he's still on the roster. I looked, and we don't know exactly what condition there. And it's Sean Ruffin. Uh, where is he at right now? I, I'm, he's still on the roster. I saw. So that's a couple that uh, will have to be decided with the Chris Beard or who comes in. And the, the other, uh, I think it's seven guys that uh, one of them was redshirted, the Cowherd kid. But the other guys uh, will have to be looked at and Beard will make a decision if he probably be truthful if he wants them or not. If that's someone that fits his mold. Is that someone that's willing to effort, someone willing to play defense like he's going to teach it? So it's just some changes that, you know, if and when he is hired, there's going to be some changes, some quick changes uh, going on. Of course, the portal opens up on the 13th, so I think they'll hire him by then. Yeah, I, 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 at first I was like, hey, Tuesday or Wednesday before the NCAA tournament, you know, that way the news cycle sl- slows down. But, you know, honestly, as this got leaked and as it got put out, the reaction to it has not been bad. I've been looking on social media, looking for any – I mean, there's some – People from Mississippi State, there's some people from Arkansas, there's some people from A&M that have some, some things to say. But overall, it's not like it's a wave coming at Ole Miss. It's, it doesn't seem to be that awful. 
Not yet. We'll see yeah. what happens if his name is announced. We'll see. But as we're talking about the portal coming up, he'll someone will need to get with these guys before the portal to keep them out of the portal. The ones he don't want to get in it. What is he willing to pay to help to keep them or whatever? And, and ones he wants to keep. So I think it's going to be very soon. Kind of like Sean too said, it's going to be very soon because we got to get something done. He has to do some talking and get with each guy and meet with them. And I'm sure he's maybe watching film now. Uh, to try to try to find out which ones he wants and don't want, and there's a couple of them that may not want have him as their coach. They they were Kermit, coached by Kermit. That's who they signed with. That's who they want to play with. So there's there's definitely some uh, things that's going to happen here in the next week. Yeah, I I think it's going to surprise, and this is just my opinion. I've heard nothing on this, but the player that I think he's going to really fight to try and keep, if Chris Beard gets the job, that in the transfer portal, the first person he is going to recruit is actually T.J. Caldwell. That's just my opinion. Yeah, he, he's good. He can really help. And uh, uh, Is he from Texas? No, no, I'm Abrams from Texas. Abrams so from Texas. Yeah, he'll he know him as well. Background. So I, I, would, I would name him, too. He, he's very – he impressed me. And he's been up and down. We talked about the roughing issue coming in and things got changed around and the team – didn't play well together there for a period of time. So they're playing weather uh, really well now. Uh, game today at 2.30 uh, against Tennessee. I wish them well. I, I'm not sure. I look at the Rick Barnes. He's had 776 victories. Win case has got two. So if you got the same talent, a lot of times I'll look at the coach. So I wish the Rebels well, but it's, uh, it's going to be a hard game to win today. Especially in Nashville. I mean, it, that that is going to be a lot of orange in that building today. Yeah, a lot of ugly orange, yeah. Mm. Yes, that is, that is an ugly orange, though. That's that creamsicle orange. It's, yeah, it, it, it can be hard to look at. It's, it's not as offensive <clears throat> as, say, Oklahoma State, but it's pretty bad. Yeah, it's... Um... I wish us well. I think we'll do well today. They, they seem fired up. I heard the interviews by the SEC Network guys, and they interviewed Wynn. He was real fired up. He had a little story. You may have heard it, uh, that T.J. Caldwell that you mentioned. That they were, he was about to put T.J. in, but T.J. said, no, James White is playing really well. He, he needs to be in there. Can you believe that? A guy in these days and times, he was about to be put in, and he said, no. James White needs to be in there. He is hot. He's playing well. He's off. He's obviously minded. So it worked. Who got the last shot? It really made the difference in the final game. James White, the guy I've been pushing all year long, but he uh, up and down, up and down. But the last few games, he's been free to shoot, been free to make mistakes, and it's made a difference. You know, um, you're talking about the T.J. Caldwell quote and everything. What that shows is ownership of the team. He's taken ownership of the team. He views it as his team. It's not just him going out there trying to play on the team. He views it as his team. And that's another reason that I think he's going to be the first player that gets recruited after this is over. Yeah, and Brakefield, he said some good things. I was really yeah. proud of him. I think he does a lot of community work. So he, he's uh, if he'll just tighten up his defense a little bit, I'll be really happy with him. His offense was good. He was in the game last night. He played well. He had several threes that was big, big threes. And Abram was the key last night. And it's a credit to Kermit Davis uh, and the type of kids that he brought onto the team. But there's some really, really solid citizens on this basketball team. And I am happy they're having a little bit of success. Uh, and may may they have it as long as they need to have it. I mean, just just keep going, guys. 
Yeah, I hope, I hope they beat Tennessee today. It could happen. You know, anything can happen. And then they, they would have to play Missouri the next game, and they hadn't played at all. So it, it's going to be tough playing three games. Back in 81, if any of y'all remember that, some of y'all were five years old. But we, we did that. We went through the tournament, and 1-1-1 one, one, one was uh, not picked. Any game was we picked to win. But we won them all and ended up being Georgia in the final in 1981. Look that up, 1981 SEC tournament champs. Mm. Yeah, I've seen the picture of standing on the rim and the whole nine yards. Pretty cool. Yeah. Thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. It's got everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, you get to hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball is available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Tim, I am going to go – Watch the Detroit Tigers play the Yankees today. I hope everybody has a great weekend. I hope you have a great weekend, and hopefully the Rebels can string some W's together. Yeah, I hope they do. I hope they beat Tennessee today and maybe get on to Missouri. But if not, I hope we get our coaches hire real soon, and when the portal comes up, he can find the players he wants and who that might be, and uh, we can look forward to having a really good team next year. I want to have the fans. You see some of these other play, plays that – they got kids everywhere wearing white, and the whole place is packed. And yeah. being that way, with, with a beard or someone like that coming in and getting the fans fired up and then bringing in some really good portal players, which I think you'll go heavily. Uh, we, we got a good thing going, you know, if, if this will all happen. Yeah, absolutely. Take take care, Tim. Have a good weekend, bud. All right. Hotty toddy. Hotty toddy.